Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. This is Kurt Mortensen at episode number 214. Thanks for being here. My fellow maximizers, as you learn to maximize your influence, maximize your success, maximize your income, we are all here for a reason. Let's learn how to maximize everything we're doing, even to maximize our time, because persuasion, influence, negotiation, when you're good at it, it's great time management. You get the no quicker, you get the yes faster. It changes every aspect of your life. So shout out to those in Chicago. That's where I'm headed this week. Just got back from Southern California. And that's where my blunder will be coming from this time. But let's do a little housekeeping. Good news. We are now available. Maximize Your Influence, the podcast, is available on Spotify. So that's really good news. Of course, MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And of course, iTunes, Pinterest, Facebook, YouTube, under Maximize Your Influence. So let's kick it off with the geeky article of the week. Let's bring back the Urkel. Urkel, go! (laughs) All right, this one is in the Journal of Mental Health and Physical Activity. It's amazing what journals they do have. This is an Australian study that prolonged sitting impacts anxiety and depression. Although my office, I don't have a regular chair, I have a lazy boy, maybe because I do a lot of webinars and things, but I have a very comfortable chair. And we know in persuasion that if you're too comfortable, you're difficult to persuade. But if you're not comfortable, then it's harder for us to persuade you. So they did some research. They found out the magic number was six hours a day. If you have people sitting for six hours a day, they had higher rates of anxiety and depression. And they found out, too, that going to the gym after work didn't really help them from those feelings, right? That anxiety and that depression that prolonged sitting still produced higher rates of anxiety and depression. Now, another interesting thing they found out is that there's differences based on gender. Women had higher rates of what they called psychological distress more than men. It still showed up on both sides. And why is this important? Because if you have your audience sitting too long, or even your prospect who's been sitting there too long, I'd even say maybe getting up, a little stretch, a little fresh air, and sunlight we know changes mood and good mood increases your ability to persuade them so make sure everyone's moving around getting some energy sunshine taking a break i know in seminars that breaks are important getting some energy and walking around is critical so think that through even for yourself because if you are in a bad mood obviously that can trigger subconscious things in your prospect that'll put them in a bad mood it's proven research so i thought i'd share that with you just kind of think about it because sometimes we don't even think through our mood their mood and that can be caused by how long we're sitting and what we're doing. So just think about that as you go into the week. Mood matters, and it could be how long they are sitting. So let's get to the blunder of the week. Home or go. Go, go, go. This happened to me in Southern California, and this is one I've brought up before, but it's one we need to relearn again and again and again because we're blind to this because it's our business, it's our company, it's our product, it's our service. We get blinded to a few things that we need to talk about. So I'm not going to name names on this one. This is a hamburger joint that's been popping up around the country as I travel around. I see it. It's not a fast food. It's not really a sit-down restaurant either. It's kind of in the middle. I mean, you still have to order at the counter, but there's more sit-down, better environment. 
and there's no drive-through, and so there's this hamburger place, and I'm going to try it for the very first time. First of all, they were not very quick to serve me. There were a couple people in front of me in line, and they were very slow. They took my order. I had to wait probably 10 minutes to get this hamburger. And as I picked it up out of the bag, half of it fell apart, which drives me crazy. I don't know if that's their fault or not. French fries were a little cold, and you know, I can go on and on, but not going back. You've got one shot a lot of times with your prospect, your customers. You've got one shot. If everything does not roll perfectly, you'll never get another shot. I'll never go back. Why would I go back? And that's important to you understand. First time to your website, first time anything, we all have to work on this, a better impression, because it's probably not going to happen again. So remember that. You've got one shot. The cement dries fast. And you've got to make sure that first impression is perfect or better than perfect because you're not going to get another shot. So it's good to be here. Been doing a lot of interviews lately. Hope you've been enjoying those. Let's just talk today a little bit about the brick wall of resistance. Now, I'm not talking about the illusion of resistance. I talked about that podcast 133 where you're looking for resistance. You're finding resistance when resistance is not really there. In fact, the archives are available at InfluenceUniversity.com. That part is free. It's also home of the 52-week Mastery PhD program in Persuasion and Influence. But then the archives, too. Again, InfluenceUniversity.com. So this particular show, I want to focus on the brick wall of resistance that maybe you are creating. Is that possible? Probable? Let's talk about it. Has this ever happened to you? You're in a retail store and you're approached by a sharply dressed persuader. You're interested in buying, but the salesperson's a little aggressive. You get an alarming feeling in the pit of your stomach, and then you do what many of your customers do to you. You lie. You say, I'm just looking. I'll come back later. It's too expensive. have to talk to my spouse. What's really happening is I don't like this guy. I don't trust them. Something doesn't feel quite right. In the end, you never go back to the store, just like I'm never going back to that hamburger place. But the challenge is, is that nobody knows. You'll never recommend it, neither the store owner nor the persuader ever knows why. And this is a brick in what I call that brick wall of resistance. And it's a silent persuasion killer because most people will never say anything to you to alert you to the fact that they are feeling this way. Human nature is, and it varies by culture a little bit, they're more comfortable lying to you. They don't want to hurt your feelings. They'll walk away and simply never deal with you again. The reason this obstacle is such a killer is because we don't even realize we're doing it. We are offending people and don't even know it. You may think you're being friendly or enthusiastic, but be careful. They might think deceptive or annoying, and you don't know. So what do we have to do to overcome this tendency? Your persuasion attempts must be non-threatening and very natural. Forget the loud and flashy. That strategy only encourages resistance. And also forget about that high pressure. Well, granted, it does work 3% of the time, but it has a 50% remorse rate. Because you know when people, and you felt this way too, have been pressured, bullied, or coerced into buying or doing anything... They have remorse, and they'll never do business with you again, right? They will call you out for tricking or manipulating or selling or forcing them. They might even take you to extreme and not tell you, but they might badmouth you to all their friends and family, even the people they don't know. So with that, you might lose more than just one person. So just take this away. The moment people sense you're attempting to persuade them, even though they need it, want it, like it, can afford it, the brick wall increases in strength and size, and they will resist you. To counter this tendency, persuasion, negotiation, sales, influence must take place below the conscious radar. So your goal as a great persuader is to cultivate with this that oh that sixth sense when it comes to the push and pull aspect of persuasion. 
You must encourage without pushing, entice, but don't ensnare. You have to sense and then predict based on knowledge and experience and nonverbal cues what you do and how your audience responds. And with this sensitivity, which you can learn, there won't be any smacking headfirst into that brick wall of resistance. So what I want to do is give you a few things, a few bricks, let's put it to you that way, that you're doing that's causing this big, thick brick wall of resistance. Every one of these that you do, you might, and you might not be aware that you're doing some of these, it adds another brick to the brick wall. So you're aware of what you're doing because what you're doing is causing a lot of the resistance. Your prospect already has enough resistance. I don't know why you would want them to have more. Being aware of this is very, very important. So let's talk about that cold, thick brick wall of resistance. So let's review these. Many of these we've talked about in the shows, but this is the first time we've talked about it in one spot. First one, I hit this one hard all the time, probably every seminar I've ever given. It's the vomit. I always talk about quit vomiting on people. You're data dumping. Here are the 27 reasons. Here are all the features. You're not asking questions. You're in robotic mode. You're just vomiting, hoping something sticks. And FYI, nobody likes to be vomited on, all right? Great persuaders, as we know, listen and ask more questions. Here's another interesting one a lot of people don't think about is fear of rejection. If you have an intense fear of rejection, that comes through in your mannerisms and subconscious triggers. Nobody likes hurt feelings. Nobody likes to hear no. I mean, some people do. You're hardcore salespeople. Some of them like the word no. But fear of rejection, you got to be careful of that. If they sense that, if you have that, it's okay for people to say no. It's okay to have rejection. That's why you get paid so much because you're a great persuader. But you just have to do the math. If out of 20 people you talk to, 19 say no, and one says yes, and that's worth $2,000 to you, maybe every no you heard was worth 100 bucks. I mean, do the math so you know that it's okay to have that resistance. But when you have that fear of rejection, it really tends to hold people back. Here's a new one, kind of a shift in the world of persuasion influence is getting too friendly too fast, getting too personal too fast, being too extroverted, too outgoing does bother a lot of people. I've mentioned this before on the show that introverts are now more persuasive than extroverts, right? Extroverts are salesy and too friendly sometimes. Introverts listen, they ask questions, they're consultants. People don't want another fake friend, they already have enough of those, so think about it. Wait till they want to get a little friendly before you get friendly. Especially some personalities don't ever want to get too friendly. They just want to be consulted by an expert that can steer them in the right direction. And some of them don't necessarily want another friend. Here's one. You probably know this one is desperation. Got to influence them. Got to make the sale. Got to get this no negotiation. Got to get the raise. Whatever it is, we have to make it happen. This one's got to go through. And when you have that desperation and the the blood in the water with the shark circling around. Your prospect can feel that. They can sense that. And that's another brick in the brick wall. Another one that's very contagious is a negative attitude. And what's an attitude? Well, attitude comes from your expectations. So if you expect someone to say no or expect someone to be mean, that tends to happen. If you expect to have a rotten day, that's your attitude. Most people are chameleons, right? They absorb the attitudes of other people or they wait for someone to cut them off on the way to work to dictate what their attitude is going to be that day. But you've got to decide ahead of time what your attitude is going to be with rejection, with the nose, because it is contagious. When you have a negative attitude, you've got to turn around real fast. Even after a bad experience, the studies show 
that great persuaders could go from a negative, bad attitude, from a bad experience, and quickly, within minutes, get back into a positive frame of mind. Because that's where you need to be to be persuasive and powerful. Next brick you're putting up is old school, outdated, cheesy, what we call high lactose on the show, tactics or sales techniques that just don't work anymore. Some of those old closing skills, are you kidding me? Talking about things in their office, oh, nice fish, hey, do you golf? Hey, you have a family, you must be a father. Cheesy, high lactose, it could be the way you talk. If you're too slick with the way you talk, your mannerisms, the way you dress, Maybe you're that proverbial fast talker of a salesperson. You come across as greasy, tired phrases. Just go to a car dealership and you're going to see this. And my apologies, I've done a lot of trading at car dealerships. Half your car dealerships are very professional, really good. The other half are in this category, slick, greasy, old school. So if you see these techniques, run away and go to a better car dealership. And the next brick is too much pressure. Now realize it's okay to have a little pressure, and if it's too much to them, you're retreating a little bit, a little more pressure, and you retreat a little bit. But if it's constant pressure without letting down, they feel pushed, there's no other option, they're backed into a corner. I mean, any animal in the animal kingdom backed into a corner surrounded is going to run and flee. (laughs) I was at this uh, retreat, this young little moose was sitting in this little lake eating, and was like, a moose! So people started coming out and taking pictures, going around the small lake, and pretty soon everyone was at the lake taking pictures of this young moose that was completely surrounded. Of course, it freaked out, ran away, and almost took some people out with him. So be careful. Again, a little pressure is okay, but you got to retreat a little bit, make sure it's the right dose, or it will backfire on you. The next brick is deception. If you lie, you're a little dishonest, you, you cook the books a little bit, Maybe use a statistic that's not believable. See, the challenge here, sometimes you're telling the truth, but you're coming across as deceptive. A lot of statistics, a lot of testimonials are true, but not believable, so it sounds like you're deceiving them. Sometimes when you get nervous, you're doing mannerisms, little subconscious triggers that show them, that indicate to them that you're lying. You've got to be very careful of it. So A, just don't lie, don't deceive, don't exaggerate, but B, be careful of your nerves. Be careful of your statistics and testimonials. Another thing that you use that they're believable. Make sure they're always truthful, but are they believable? Another brick, lack of enthusiasm. That would be lack of energy, lack of passion. It's contagious. What I'm going to ask you here is, are you singing the song or are you singing the words? You're going through one more presentation, just going through the motions, no enthusiasm, you don't care. If you're not enthusiastic, if you're not passionate, if you don't care, if there's no energy, they're not going to care. It's very unfeeling. It's very robotic. Is a big complaint and a big brick in the brick wall of resistance. Be a product of the product. Be passionate about it. Realize it's the first time they're hearing your presentation. Don't go through the motions. Now, I'm not talking about hype here. Obviously, when you go into a meeting for the first time, you want to mirror their energy, mirror their enthusiasm, and slowly bring it up. But if you have too much energy, too much enthusiasm, it will repel them. So you want to have that energy. But if it's Monday morning, they haven't had their coffee, and you start up way too high in your energy because that's what you're told to do, it could cause resistance. Or I could use this example. You call the depression hotline, and someone's like, it's a great day at the depression hotline. Well, yeah, okay, now the, the best example in the world, but I think you get the point. Next brick in that brick wall is excuses. They're <laughs> tired of your excuses. You're blaming, you're finger-pointing, not taking ownership, whether it's for you, your company, your product, your service, your industry, whatever it is, own up, 
nobody likes that finger pointing, the excuses of why you didn't do something or why you're late again or why something didn't work again. Don't make excuses. Own up. Otherwise, you're just triggering more resistance. Woo, time is flying. I'm only about halfway through of my bricks of this brick wall of resistance. So we're going to have to finish it up on our next show, on our next episode. But take note of the ones I've talked about today. Which one's holding you back? Which brick are you using that causes the resistance? Because you're probably using a few of them. And think about how you're going to fix it, adjust it, fine-tune it, not do it, so you're not causing that resistance. Now remember, you are causing a lot of this resistance. And if we can fix just a few of these, decrease the resistance, you'll become much more persuasive. So next episode, I'm going to finish up the bricks in this brick wall of resistance. You have an incredible week. Thank you for being here. Share the show with your friends on Facebook at Maximize Your Influence. And we're also continuing our offer here, the free book, Maximum Influence. This is the new edition of Maximum Influence updated studies, updated charts, updated graphics, updated everything. It's free. All you need to do is pick up the shipping. That's at lawsofinfluence.com. So this is Maximum Influence. You get it free. All you got to do is pick up the shipping. That is at lawsofinfluence.com. Again, lawsofinfluence.com, free book, Maximum Influence, the new edition. All right, maximizers, go out, master these skills, get rid of the bricks in your brick wall resistance, and go out and persuade with power. Thanks for listening. To listen to the rest of the podcast or subscribe, it's MaximizeYourInfluence.com.